right, welcome back everyone. After another long delay, we do apologize, just getting on each other's schedules and lots of stuff going on in real life. Gav is officially 21 now, happy birthday Gav. And I am now officially an old man at 30. So there's that for you everyone. Costa unfortunately cannot join us tonight. Uh, he's finishing up his, I think it's finals week he said. So <clears throat> he's got a big uh, heavy schedule week. Uh, but he'll be joining us on the weekend uh, for the final results of the cup. Uh, I know it's been a few weeks, Gav, uh, but I think we kind of talked earlier and we're going to kind of just won't get into too many specifics on games, but more so just kind of talk overall about the dynamics of each team. Uh, the table didn't, it did change a little bit, but nothing crazy out of the of what we thought other than the bottom of the table. Uh, so I'll let you kind of get into that after we talk about the top of the table. And as we get into the episode, we'll uh, <clears throat> kind of brush up on what our plans are for summer, since there's not going to be too much going on in the football world with Greece, uh, other than transfers, you know, the obvious coaches that revolve in more things like that. So um, I guess we'll kind of get into it. Uh, let's start with the top of the table. Um Bob went on a little run there. I have in my notes last seven games, obviously, since then they've had a few more games, but five wins and two draws. So they went on a seven game unbeaten streak uh, and solidified spot number two in the table. Uh, what do you think of that, Gav? I mean, I think that was just kind of they've been really I feel like flat and disappointing for most of the years so I feel like they were kind of due for that a little bit of a run uh, of course they've kind of regressed the past weekish you know they have they had the last two Olympiacos and then lost this weekend to Alsteras so I mean kind of coming back down to earth a little bit and we'll talk about all the drama that's going on there but honestly you know second place I think had to be the expectation this season for them uh, I think finishing below Adis would have been pretty humiliating for them, especially, you know, given the fact they've been in the league a lot longer, they were just champions a few years ago. So really, I think that getting into that spot was just meeting expectations for them. But overall, I would say it's a pretty, you know, disappointing season for Pauk on all fronts, other than, I guess, finishing where you're supposed to finish in the league. Yeah, I guess that kind of goes against what my thinking is. Uh, doesn't matter how you got there, as long as you got there. But in a sense, every team, other than Olivia Cos being basically almost perfect, and we've complained about this all year long, about how far behind all the teams are, at least I've been complaining, just makes you think, you know, they went on this seven-game winning streak, obviously, the rest of the last few games. They kind of just found their sense of urgency only because they had to, and they were kind of in deep shit in that sense. Uh, just makes you think teams like this or when Ike went on their streak or even Bonathnikos went on, what, a 10-game or something like that streak, had they kept a little bit more consistency throughout the season. And I think we should kind of just – let's get right into the drama since we're talking about Bob. Um, a lot of weird body language and how he's answering questions the coach uh, kind of makes seem like he was just here to do a job of what he did now and – that's it. I think in one of the interviews, that's what he said. He's just here to do what the goal is and nothing more. Uh, so I find that kind of weird. 
uh, chatter all over Twitter, not even just within our group, but just in the football Twitter world as well for Zoli's transfer. There was a huge debate about you know, his price and the Falcons and I had a good conversation with Alan B. Uh, you know, how we got to all just be realistic of no matter how big of talent we think he is, the fact is he's playing in the Greek League. Uh, we're not that high on the ranking scale. Nobody's going to come pay 20, 25 million for. Well, and it's also who he's playing for. Like, listen, and I, I don't say yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. I don't say this to be a dick. I, I think this is just, you know, reasonable, realistic. If he was playing for Olympiacos, then maybe 20 or 25 million is justified. They're European regulars. They're a team that's, you know, consistently dominant. He's playing for Pauk. I mean, again, I'm not saying this to, you know, shit on them but like you're Pauk this is a team they've they, they've won three league titles in their history they've a few yeah like I that. mean he's got the European it, experience he he scored in the whatever qualifiers I think even on Olympiacos if he was there theoretically I'm gonna shit on the league more than just the team itself I don't think any player from the Greek league is going for close to 2025 well That's, I mean Retsos did I mean, it's not it's not unheard of, but I mean, it's not something you should be expecting every single time. I mean, it was the same thing last season with us for Potenza. I mean, I thought we should have gotten more from him. We still got a lot from, you know, Greek terms, but it is frustrating to have these players who are fantastic players. And if they're playing for another team, they would go for a lot more money. But because of where they play, it just goes back to that, you know, again, the state of Greek football we are no longer a league that is going to be able to demand any sort of price for our players. Can't be taken serious. We're not like the Dutch leagues or the German leagues or anything, but even no, the French league, the worst of the top five, you're getting 2025. No. And, so. it, and these guys don't want to stay here. Chris was like, I'm sorry. I want I earlier in the season, I was like, he should probably say seeing all the stuff that's going on in puck right now. I would not blame him for wanting to get out of there as soon as he can, because Again, this is we talk about you know their inconsistency. Inconsistency is kind of in Puck's blood. I mean, you look at them in Europe every single season, the same issues most of the time in the league, other than that one season where they were dominant. Inconsistency is a, a problem for this club, and I think that has to do a lot with how it's run. And I, yeah, you know, so I, I, I feel kind of indifferent about that. And before we get into the specifics of that and why I think he's going to go. It's a double-edged sword because you look at guys like Limnos who got out while he could because he wasn't getting played, but then, you know, it ends up being a flu transfer. I mean, generally speaking, we see a lot of, like, the Greek guys just flop when they leave, and then they end up coming back. You look at Atos, he couldn't stay healthy, save his life. You look at, I was looking into deep dives of, you know, Karelis, I don't know if you remember him, he ended up coming back and didn't, you know, he, he had to, one good season yeah. in Belgium. He's been injury prone again. Not that they're bad. Garelis was great in Belgium. Retzos just couldn't stay healthy, but he was good even in Germany. He's been bouncing around. Limios, you know, coach said he's still part of the plan, but we'll see how summer training goes, etc. cetera. Uh, it's really just a case of Greek tragedy. Uh, all our transfers in good towns just have bad luck abroad. 
Well, and uh, I mean, I think that comes to the point, you know, obviously I think it, from a certain standpoint, makes sense for him to leave. I could understand that he probably wants to go to a team that's going to be competitive, that, you know, has some sort of a pedigree in Europe. But at the same time, like you're saying, I don't know if he should jump to, you know, a big team yet or even a big five league. I wouldn't mind, again, we talk, we talk about it all the time, Holland. I think Holland would be a, a great place for him to go play for a couple seasons, get some, you know, higher level experience under his belt, hopefully some Europe, depending on, you know, who he could go to. But yeah, there's specific teams, like, especially, you know, I'll bring the bias like I do every single pod, but I think out of the top leagues, like, I don't think Germany would be bad, like in Dortmund, obviously, because yeah. they, they specialize in developing those talents or even like a Leverkusen, something like that. But, you know, if we're talking like, you know, Bayern or, uh, you know, mid-table, high-level table, the Spanish league, that's, I think they're, he's just going to get lost in there. Um, yeah. He is a huge talent. I think he's the best talent in Greece right now as far as young prospects go. Um, if you debate your mom about that, there's not really <laughs> – I can't think of any other under-20-year-old that's on his level. No. Um, other than maybe you can make a case for Dufikas, but they play different positions. Well, he's also 21, so yeah. he's not quite as young. So there's a the thing of – Want, fans want him to stay so they can get a bigger price tag, but they can run the risk of what if he flukes out and he had, you know, I don't think so because he had a great season even before for given his age. Um, but the reality is nobody in the Greek league is really going to, you know, consistently go for 20 to 25 minutes. That's just the reality. I mean, I, th- I think the, the best possible thing that they could get out of this is they're if they do sell him, which they will, it's probably going to be like 10 or 12 million, maybe 15 if they're lucky. We're I talking think, COVID times though, you know, a lot of teams you know, without fans, that's not the reality. You know, the pandemic hit and Alan kind of, when we're going back and forth on Twitter, kind of mentioned that it's like, yeah, it, it's just, he's kind of in an unfortunate situation because there were high hopes for Bach this year with how decent they did prior. And he had his obviously a breakout season, but COVID still existed. And so teams are going to be, really wary you know there's not gonna be many teams that are gonna go out and spend 2025 million in the world of football on a 19 year old coming from the greek league yeah. i don't care how proven he is i mean we've seen it happen time and time again whether it's injuries or they flop or whatever uh teams are more wary of spending you know uh, unless you're the psgs or the barcas reals or whatever but none of them are knocking on bars but i mean so, even Bar- even barcelona just had to take out a, a, a massive loan to pay for you know player wages so that's a good point and that's one of the things that has to be considered i think i've talked to alan on twitter before and i think the issue we kind of come up against is you know a lot of pop fans like oh he's you know the most clinical under 20 year old in europe and it's like sure he's put up some amazing statistics but at the same time he still is a risk for a big team he's still very young still very unproven and when like, we say risk, we're talking risk for someone to go out and spend that kind of money. Because exactly. you look at someone like Dortmund, that's like close to their record transfer fee. Like yeah. We haven't spent more than 30 million on a transfer in a while. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But my thing is, I think he's on his way out because he's obviously played a shit ton of heavy minutes. He needs his body rest. I don't know if they're just getting ready for summer training or, you know, he's been coming in really late in the last, I, I want to say five or six games. Uh, which to me, I don't, you know, they might play it off as rest, but I think it's also 
they're prepping them and not trying to risk them and getting injured. Basic prepping them for a transfer because God forbid if he was playing and got injured, you know, then a transfer would be not in the books or his price just shoots down. Especially, you know, God forbid it's a, you know, not good, like ACL or something crazy or serious. So that's it on Zoli. So I didn't want to get too deep into it. Uh, Falk, as well as we'll talk about it, obviously going to be looking for a new coach because of the, you know, like I said, the body language and interviews and the way Garcia's been talking. Um, I think everyone's probably due for a new manager as far as the top teams go. Uh, but get back to transfers, uh, a lot of links with, and then this goes back to why we think Zoli should go to the Dutch league, but Khadiovani, uh, Hazy Alkmaar, I think that would be a great move for him and Frank Flankos. They could get some money going to a team that's well-established on youth right now, as is the Dutch league as a whole. But the Greeks have a huge presence there. Um that's assuming they've got a guy, Calvin Stangs, who's assumed to be sold. So he would get plugged right in. He obviously would not come near to the same production. Or maybe he would. Well, uh, that's the thing. That's he I needs mean, a, he need, he just needs a, a different environment. That's why I always push for guys like Zolison. I don't blame Limios for leaving Gadiovani because you know they're 22, 23. There's only so much development you can do in Greece. And that's what I was talking with all these guys on Twitter. There's very, very rare situations of guys like Fortunus who stick around a while and just become household name and get that good. Uh, we produce lots of great players. I just, it's, it's very rare that we produce a player that's special like Fortunus that sticks around and continues to grow. Uh, he's just a special case. They, there's always every so often that that happens. And, with this younger generation and the way development's been in Greece last decade or so, I, I don't see it happening. But there's a transfer record of guys leaving around that age and not working out. Like we said, God, it's black with people. like the wave right before these guys uh, proved pretty badly, actually. So, Well, I mean, you talk about that move from, I think that would be a, a fantastic move. You know, Azad, they're a very, you know, again, another club is very good with youth they're going to be in europe next season as far as i'm aware so that's good exposure and i mean we can sit here and say oh yeah he won't have the same production as a you know a guy like stings obviously he's not the same player i mean got, but, i think they're the second or third highest scoring in that league too right yeah ajax i mean but, are way ahead but psv i mean you look at yakumakis in greece he scored like two goals for Ike, but he goes to venlo in one season wins a goal. And he's season. what 25, 26. So 26. he was about the same age right now when he moved out there. And you know, yeah. it's just a different environment, different style kind of brings that <clears throat> goes back to Duvikas. He went there too. So that huge presence there, the the Donis brothers are out there. Uh, have has me thinking, I don't know if maybe it has anything to do with JBS's presence in Greece. That's why, or if it's just coincidental. But it's good to see that would be a great move, I think, for him. Yeah. And both parts, but I think those can use the money. And I think he's tapped out at Panathinaikos. He's been in great form recently as well, even though they've been losing. So who knows? Um, and then Yakumaki is back to him. Golden Boot, congratulations to him. He's well deserved it. He had an amazing season, even though his team's terrible. 
Uh, are they going to be relegated? I didn't even check the standings. Uh, I need let me look it up real quick. I have not been keeping up with the Eredivisie. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I've been watching it. I just haven't been watching the table just because it's kind yeah. of pretty much I-axis, which class so, them. I don't know. Did you see what they decided to do with their trophy this year because of COVID? Uh, I think it's just they played out like a regular season. So no, I, Oh, sorry. I mean, did you see their gesture they did to all the season ticket holders? So what they did was they melted down the trophy and made into these individual stars oh, and nice. mailed them to each individual season ticket holder since they couldn't be there with them. So that, uh, that's a cool gesture. Yeah, I'll, I'll retweet it on the page. It's pretty cool. Chuck, shout out to Chuck Curdy who follows us. He uh, he sent it out too, I think. So if you guys didn't catch it, very great gesture for IX. Um, so Venlo, yeah, they're really second bottom in the Eredivisie. They conceded 91 goals. In 34 games. And they scored 43, which Yakimakis yeah. is responsible for. Well, so it's 43. 20-something, 29, yeah. 28, something no, like that. He did 26, I think, but 43. It's more that's than like, half. That's like mid-table numbers, too, as far as the goals scored. So, I mean, that just goes to show he's definitely getting out of that team this year. Right? I, uh, that, well, that was going to be my point. If they get relegated, I, I don't see why he should oh, stick no, around. There's absolutely no reason. They'll, they'll cash out on him. He's not going to be in the – Second tier of nothing. He shouldn't. Uh, he's proven and he's made his strides. So, yeah. uh, I've I've heard of some rumors with Norwich. They're you know newly promoted to the Premier League. Uh, that would be an interesting move. I think Premier League would be a really big jump for him. I don't know what you would think about that. A, that's his one of- his physical presence. I think he can take it. Uh, I don't know the last. Greek striker we had there other than Mitrovu, and he's not really – he was just – he's lazy is what yeah. he was. Well, that's the thing about the Premier League is it's high risk, high reward. I mean, he could either go there and just absolutely fall off the face of the earth or – Norwich would be a good move for him. I don't think Norwich saw the league, but I think the table – the table, the team he'd be going to, even in championship, you know, playing at the highest level there or maybe mid to low table in the well, I mean, Premier they League made, would be good for him. They, they made a, you know – league leading striker out of Timu Puki. I mean, let's yes. be honest. He, he's not a fantastic player in any sense of the word. I would say he's very similar to Yakumakis in a lot of ways. So, I mean, yeah, from that sense, you, it makes sense. But again, it would be a, a really big jump for him. I would honestly... Some service from Yamuli to him would be kind of cool. Yeah. Probably help with the ethnic to be honest. So, yeah, it's kind I mean, of... I, I would kind of hope that. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be an interesting move. I also... Wouldn't be surprised to see him just move to one of the better Eredivisie sides, which would, again, I think would also be a really good move for him. So, I mean, he's got a lot of potential there. He's going to be moving. It'll be interesting to see where yeah, he Yeah, I'm curious where he might go. Might go to a different league. I don't know where you don't even know. So He could be uh, Dortmund's Holland replacement. <laughs> uh, don't get me started on that. I'm not ready for that. Another <laughs> summer of Holland and Sancho, dude, it's, it's a nightmare, especially with Premier League fans. Sorry for any of those listening, but you guys are toxic. <laughs> <sighs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, the other, I mean, there's lots of transfer rumors about existing players at clubs, if they're going to go or not. One of the big ones that we were talking about earlier, Kromenchek, looks like he's going back, which will suck for Falk because I think he was a really big difference maker since he came in middle of the season uh while he did start every game he was always a game changer for them i'd say 80 90 percent of the games 
just brought that dynamic in the front that they needed that they weren't getting from uh, I forget the other gentleman's name, but it'll come to me. So that's going to be a big blow to all these leaves. I mean, I know Balka are really good at producing talents, but we question them all year with their transfers, and they don't really have backups for those positions. <laughs> I mean, that's so, what I would say. I think this they might could, be in trouble next year. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, unless something really changes, I mean, this is a team that could find themselves in free fall real quick, which would be good for, you know, your Aris of the world, Panathinaikos and Ike, because that would be a big competitor gone if Pop can't, you know, figure out what's going on there. But, I mean, realistically, they have a month and a half, two months maybe before the qualifying rounds of... I mean, they'll probably bring in some foreigner, especially for Zoli's money. That'll come in if he goes. Yeah. I mean, if Zoli stays, that does give him a lifeline, but they're going to have to find some kind of... Uh, production like I mean the thing is that like, they're going to need <clears throat> players in several positions so they, their defense needs a lot of work yeah as defense does a lot, needs of, a lot of work defense for Falk and Ike ironically the two yeah. better of the top half but uh, yeah that'll be a huge huge hit speaking of defense I don't know if you saw Scheinfeld for five Nikos is out like I think like four months or something so that's a huge, huge blow for them. Uh, I don't even really want to talk much about them. They've just been on a losing streak. Not even surprised, just disappointed because they're. I've been tweeting about it all every game, and I just can't keep watching them anymore. I mean, the season's over now, but what they were doing so well all year with one only was their defense and being structured, and that's literally been their biggest downfall for the last like eight or ten games, I would say. Losing him is huge. Uh, I feel that defense is also going to need some work because some of their main guys just have fallen off. Bonkar was has been just terrible lately. Uh, they're not scoring. They, they, I pray that this will be the season they decide to kind of spend a little, but we'll see because they're always seeing this when it comes to their budget. Obviously, because of financial fair play, they were out of Europe, and that's why they've been so stingy with their money, but I'm just not expecting anything. I don't even know which direction they're going with coaching. It's just, but I think Los is a real, real mess. Uh, what's new, though, right? I mean, yeah. a few years like that. Same with Ike. They're going to need a new coach. Their whole defense needs a lot of work. I don't know. I've been rambling on about all these guys. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I agree with you. You said it was funny in the Derby on Sunday. I almost thought that Panathinaikos were kind of playing like I could play this year. You know, they struggled defensively. I thought their attack didn't look terrible. It was just lacking that cutting edge. It was really, I feel like. They chance- played They played really good ball the last few games. That's the yeah. one thing I'll give them. They just couldn't finish, which one of the guys, I forget who I follow Forgive me, I'll probably end up remembering them. I'll check in a little bit. They they are Panathinaikos are very reminiscent of the Ethniki. You see the quality, you see them get results, but they can't finish. And they actually do exactly as the Ethniki. They always play to their opponent's level. They'll compete and beat Olympiacos or compete with them. And then when they play like the Larisas or the Bosses, they just play to their level of course. 
obviously lately they've been just getting scored on left and right, but they, they've been playing good attacking ball, and it was nice to see. But, I mean, yeah, and same for Ike. I mean, like you said, that defense we've talked about all season, huge project. The attack, I think, as long as they can hold on to the pieces, really I think that's the one area of the, the field that I need the most work is just defense. I feel like everywhere else they're pretty all right. Mondelos yesterday had a fantastic game out of midfield. So, I mean, they've, so they've still got a lot of that talent. But, like you said, like we've been saying all season, defense – huge issue there really for them you know Panathinaikos and Pauk all basically just need a, a complete restart because it a lot of those a lot of you guys I mean not necessarily Panathinaikos but Pauk and Ike have like you know 33 34 35 year olds in defense you know Crespo Varela Chigrinsky I mean you got to get rid of some of those guys get some fresher legs cycled in hopefully you know they have some good youth coming up Luckily for Olympiacos, we've got Kalogoropoulos, who looks very good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as is the case with most teams in the league right now, it's just a lot of work needed in some key areas, and it's why we're not competing in Europe. And hopefully, again, with this conference league, that'll kind of change because, again, that will bring, you know, the financial. Yeah, let, let's see where Manolas goes because obviously a lot of teams need help in defense and he said he wants to come back. But I think all the leagues point to Olivia Plus, which hmm. just put the rest of the league that much further behind. Yeah. But no, I mean that was that goes back to the Silvas interview. I mean, even possibly him coming back. I don't know how much money we have for both of those guys, but if you we guys could... have money, come on. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only ones making money, obviously, a from just winning yeah. and competing in Europe, but b money not just coming. <laughs> I mean, if we had, if we got, you know, Manolas or Silvas or, God forbid, both of them, you know, imagine that back three with Socrates and Semedo. I mean, we. Valdivas is you, you don't even need him because Valdivas with his age he renewed, but he's proven he can play he's been back three, he can play center back. He's yeah. he's transitioned. He's, and he's bulked up a lot. If notice yeah. as he's gotten older, you know he has to since he's lost his pace as yeah. much. But and I mean, like I said earlier, Kologoropoulos. I mean, he's been, I think he's been fantastic when he's played, especially for a sixteen-year-old. I saw that tweet today from Sport Twenty Four that he was born like twenty-two days after. We won Euro 2004, which is just insane, ridiculously insane that it's been that long. But oh, that was a year of greatness for Greece as a whole. Those two three yeah. year spans. So I don't. Yeah. So I mean, that. hopefully, hopefully he turns into a wonder kid for us. That would be great to have another, you know, Retos type player. But yeah, Karayanis for Panathinaikos has been playing really well. He reminds me the way he plays more like Socrates, not that he's physically big and strong looking but he's he's very good uh one-on-one -on -one defender for a center back uh which Socrates is probably one of the best at that's what his big uh, positives are so um yeah so that kind of does it for I know I don't know if you have anything else to add I mean Olivier wrapped up the league Bog solidified second uh Aris in third I can fourth by Nicholson fifth and Mastedas in sixth. Um, I'll let you take over from your gap if you want to go to the bottom of the table and who ended up getting relegated, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Obviously, so, the Bas and Volos, I think, stayed up. Obviously, they had those comfortable spots. 
Yeah, so um, a lot of still going down. Again, you saw they played on Saturday. Sucks to see them go down because I honestly think they're a better team than Panetolikos, um, who are in the playoff. I have a feeling they're going to lose in the playoff. That's my call. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, a, a historic club, they played really well towards the end of the season, but it wasn't enough. So they're going down, which is sad to see. Uh, again, like I said, Panetolikos, they're in the playoff. I mean, the the SLGR2 race is heating up. I think it's been very competitive this year. So yeah, I, I think it's coming down to the last game is really going to decide yeah. who gets up, Which, right? Yeah, and I honestly just think based on that and based on how poor I think Bonitolikos have been, I would not be surprised to see them lose that playoff, um, whoever they end up playing, because a few of those, you know, second-tier teams have looked – pretty good this season have really been competing hard and they've had a shorter season so they'll be a lot fresher than these guys who have been playing for the past nine months um so yeah i mean i was kind of surprised to see panatolikos stay up they were kind of my call to go down because they look really poor there for a while but they found they, a way uh, unfortunately they they just way. Have been, i don't i don't like that but it is what it is that's how the game goes yeah because they just play really uninspiring football oh yeah i mean very very Bare one minimum to get by and just very one-dimensional yeah um and then the rest of the table like you said it's pretty straightforward apollon they really fell off towards the end of the year they ended up finishing in sixth on three yeah. it's just three points yeah um Ofi, they had their kind of resurgence finished Isn't on their did their coach get a renewal by the way I think I saw like a new year or something. I think Hellas Footy posted that one, which is great. He deserves it. He really, they looked a lot better the past few weeks, even in the game against Panitoli Coast. They didn't end up winning. It was a draw, but they looked a lot better, especially in attack, which was their issue for the longest time. Uh, Lamia in fourth on 35, pretty comfortable after a really rough start to the season. We were pretty well. I mean, they're even on points with Boss. Yeah. Uh, And Again, so Pass, they played Larissa and lost. I thought it looked terrible on Saturday. Uh, they have a game tomorrow against Apollon. So technically, it's not over, but you know, they dead could, game. They could, uh, what, Hopscotch at Prometheus is left, right? Yeah, they could finish second in the relegate, but again, doesn't really matter. No meaning to it. And then Atromitos, they got a win. They said bye to Javier Ubides. That was a really you know, emotional game. He's, you know, a legend of the league, a legend of the club, uh, consummate professional. So good to see him finish out his career with a win, scoring the winning goal. And yeah. then Bolos finished top. Duvikas had his last game before he goes to Utrecht. So Which I think you and I touched base. Uh, I don't know if it was that game or the one before, but that Nini pass, I just can't get over oh, it yeah. still. Pinpoint, just beautiful. Duvikas had a really good game. He missed a couple sitters actually that game. He had some good chances, but um, yeah, that was thing of beauty, man. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Ninis, I honestly don't think it'd be a terrible idea for one of these clubs in the top half, maybe like a Panathinaikos or a Pauk or an Ike who needs some more midfield. They've been talking yeah, about it. He yeah, did renew. Move. He wants to finish his career. He would love to come back to back my close. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great move, personally. I think he was, he's looked really good this season. Bonathinaikos could 
use. Yeah, we've got the Alexandropoulos, Kubelis will come back. Uh, Biafanez has fallen off lately, so he could maybe take his role. Uh, it'd be an interesting move. I don't necessarily, I'd love it, but at the same time, I don't necessarily know if we need it. I, I like him in Volos. He obviously did renew. He's playing his game there. He's having fun. He doesn't have a problem with staying there, but. Well, I mean, my worry with him and Volos, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think they're going down next season. Just, I feel like kind of that, you know, two or three years into being back in the league, obviously they looked really good this season, but they're losing to Vikas. Like they could lose another piece or two. I yeah, think that could really that, sway his. I think that's usually kind of the trend with these teams as they come up, play well for a couple seasons, and then right back down. I mean, they, I'm surprised they stayed up and played so well considering they <laughs> lost, like, what we thought was their best player at the time, Warbro. Yeah. I mean, up, but I think that it eventually actually opened things up more for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I could be completely wrong. I just would not be surprised to see them, you know. I think I might fall a few spots. I don't know if they'll be near relegation, but they'll definitely be – close i think to that danger zone but we'll see it depends you know where pinakas goes he might you know select them as another team you know obviously he's destined to go one of the top teams but i think that'd be a good move if he follows kind of in the same footsteps as because if they can stay yeah. mid-table he could still shine there um then why not? Because I think most of the top teams have a pretty well-established striker, other than Bauk. So that that could be interesting. That could get interesting, actually, unless he just decides to go abroad, too. Because uh, he's been kind of what pushed out from Larissa last week. He wasn't starting for a little while. So. Yeah, I mean, and again, that could, what we're going back to, it's at least that could be preparing him for a transfer, obviously. I'm sure Larissa could use that money. They'll get oh, something out sure. of him. So, I mean, he's definitely going to be back in the Super League next season. Uh, be interesting to see where he goes. Like you said, a mid-table move might not be a bad idea. But, I mean, moving to a poker, even in Hotties, because they're probably not going to on his way out, too. Yeah. We'll so see he, what happens with that. That just didn't – that sucks because, you know, we both – I think, generally speaking, most footy fans that support Greece like Pedroglu. So him not seeing him play much, I don't know what the deal with that was, was fitness or we found out he just wasn't getting along with the plans. And just one of those, again, didn't really work out, but that's been the story of his life the last four or five, basically since he left Benfica, which was a stupid move by then. But I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of takes the Samaras route and just retires. Yeah, or come he could come to the USL for a couple seasons. <laughs> like some yeah. of us. Yeah. I mean I maybe. Where yeah. did he end up playing again? Uh he played for OKC. That's who it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't mind having him in Phoenix. I I would I would take a an Olympiacos player. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Definitely. That'd be a hard sell for him, but I mean you gotta convince him on the food. That's that's what he yeah. does. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, Greek players moving around, interesting topic, uh, and I'll kind of get your thoughts on it, but I was talking with Greek, Greek Invaders Footy, he sent out a, or they, I don't know if it's he or she, so I do apologize, uh, question I think to all of the figure uh, Greek Footy pods, is there a quota for how many Greek players need to be in the league for each team? 
And if there isn't, because I think Costa said, I'll have to go back to that thread and read, should they adopt it? Um, what are your thoughts on that while I go back and pull up that tweet? Because so I, I'm fairly certain that there isn't a quota for that. I don't think so. I don't think that there is either. I think I got to pull up the thread, but I think Costa mentioned something about it regarding Europe, though. Well, so, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, you look at a lot of these teams, people always kind of give Olympiacos the most stick for that. You know, Pauk, Ike, even... Well, Pauk. they did a break... I think they posted a breakdown, too, of which teams have how many of what foreigners and yeah Greek players, and it was pretty... There weren't too many that were, like, really lopsided. I think it was almost 50-50. Yeah. So, so I mean, a, a lot of the big teams in Greece and even some of the smaller teams have a significant amount of foreign players um, because I, I, I don't think there's a quota in place, just not, at least not from what I've seen. But as far as if I would support it, I think I would. Um, obviously that might lower our level for a couple seasons as that transition's kind of made, but I think it would do wonders as far as growing our game and, you know, promoting that system of, nurturing youth you know growing your own talent i think that's what the greek game needs more than anything right now so personally for me if we're talking about you know that in theory i would be in full support of it so i'm kind of in the middle and i gotta like i said because this was quite some time ago but i'm almost there i think it's more of I feel 50-50 because if we want the league to grow, obviously we got to perform in Europe, but we've got to be able to hang on to our talents. But at the same time, development in the Greek league is just so, there's a ceiling on it. Like we're talking earlier with the whole Zoyus leaving or not. Uh, it kind of contradicts that need for Greek players. Um, as with every nation other than unless you're playing in the big five league uh you always want your home country's players to play for the biggest team so it's kind of like 50 50 like you're gonna get you know success from playing in england and spain and italy and germany and whatnot so unless the greek league cracks I don't even want to say top five because it's never going to happen. Maybe when we're long gone, who knows? But um, even top 10 leagues, I think there could be a conversation, but I don't even think we're there. We're like right around the Turkish and MLS. Well, I, I mean, you, you look we're at like some, what top 20, maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. You look at some of these other smaller countries, you look at, you know, a lot of Czech teams have a significant amount of Czech players. A lot of the Serbian teams have a significant amount of Serbian players. You know, Croatian teams, Dinamo Zagreb, all their stars are Croatian. So I don't think it's something that's, you know, you talk about that cap, but that's true. I, don't, I, I still don't think that's something that's, you know, out of reality for us. I think the problem is there isn't as much of a focus on talent, young talent in fostering that talent. Well, I, and that's my other thing. That's what I mean by there's a ceiling because development isn't uh... – number one priority i mean the owners and greek football as we've said many times are doing just the bare minimum all they're all right all they are are all about the money and that's it 
Um, and so that's why it's like in an ideal world, yes. But if we're talking about reality, it's, I think it's just too big of a stretch until there's improvement. So I, I'm for it if it's like, you know, once the league establishes itself a little bit better, we've got more people that are involved in the sport that have played the sport before like we've talked about many times um but as of right now I, I, i'm not for it right now um i think there's a pretty good balance we always complain about all these stupid foreigners coming in and being lazy and whatnot so maybe if they set some very vague quota i'd be for it you know like 50, well, it could even 60 percent like 50 percent of the team has to be you know greek but it could even be something i know in some of the cup competitions like in france and in portugal for cup games you can only have like four foreigners or something like that i wouldn't even be opposed to that like the greek cup you know you can have your four or five foreigners that can play but right. the rest of those players are greek so again like it doesn't unbalance things really because every team is going to be more reliant on younger players but it gives them that chance it gives them those minutes to prove themselves and that's where you kind of get that exposure for some of these guys to be able to break out and you know that's kind of how you find some of that talent at times so yeah so here's uh let's see so i'll give the breakdown so again shout out to greek invaders buddy follow them on twitter they cover all the greeks that play in italy that's literally almost every league in Italy or as much as they can, you know, because as you get to the lower levels, it's really hard to find information. So they've got really good coverage, great conversation all the time. So Bao uh, have 11 domestic and 20 foreign. Adis 8 and 19, which is surprising, but they've got the most foreigners. Asteras 13 and 20. Olympiakos 12 and 16, much more even split. Volos 13 13. Olfi 18 14. Bas 18 19. Uh, I think all or Panathinaikos, when I had checked and I didn't check, I they're both about like 16 14 or somewhere around there. I'd have to double check. Costa uh, did reply saying there's a quota for non EU players, but that's it. Uh, so there is, I guess, I don't know if there's either a limit or a minimum for non-EU players, but uh, yeah, and you know, there was a bunch of conversation around it. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I was saying was it'll, I think it'll potentially hurt the league from growing if we put a quote on it. So back to my original point, I'm for it once the league is more grown established but if we're trying to do it now i think it would actually limit the growth in the league from bringing foreigners you know progressing all that stuff well i mean and again um, like that's what i said to start with you know it would probably impact us for a few seasons but i also feel like at the same time that could be something that you know revolutionizes our game and possibly you know propels us forward so different i don't think any league requires that so that they they did say that i didn't get a chance to research it more but that that would be an interesting uh rule if they were to bring it into play i don't think it's realistic because that'd be a, a hard you know auditing of that um so that that'd be interesting that's that's definitely something to 
look into. All right, uh, we'll probably move into wrapping up a little bit. We can talk about some of the summer plans we have. So obviously, you know, with the league, the Greek season winding down, uh, from the beginning, we'd kind of talked about how we wanted this to be able to branch out at times. Obviously, our main focus is football and the Greek league and the Greek teams. But in these off seasons, we'll obviously expand out a little bit. We have the Euros coming up, which is obviously, you know, a massive tournament. Sadly, Greece is not involved. But, you know, I think anybody who's a footy fan will be watching that pretty intently. So I definitely think we're going to be wanting to talk about that while that's going on. That'll give us some good content. Uh, also, the Olympics coming up, uh, following the, the Greek athletes. So we'll have all that going on. Obviously, open to anybody's suggestions on what you guys would like to see as far as helping us, you know, make content that you guys want to hear, want to be able to interact with. So, you know, it's going to be different than what we've had going on until the season starts up again, but definitely looking to still bring you guys, you know, intriguing content. Uh, that we'll enjoy creating as well. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a learning process for all of us. I mean, when we started, I think it was, what, October, November, fall. November, yeah. Uh, so this will, will be our first summer. Uh, so it will be slight adjustment period for us for content creation. Costa, myself, and Gap, we follow almost every league. As you all know, I'm a huge Dortmund fan. But, you know, football in general, uh, we follow any and all leagues from, you know, the big five to smaller leagues, like their Debees to Gab following the USL, Costa's big Arsenal fan, you know, there's a lot of content we can cover. It's just, we kind of want to keep it, the the purpose of this pod was to keep it Greek related at the very least. Uh, I have been talking with football Kentron guys, so might be some stuff in the works with them. Um, I didn't get a chance to get with Costa this week, so we'll post it later on in the week after the episode is out. We're still going to do support your local this week of some Greek businesses, so that's going to keep going on. Um, just like we said, lots of content to cover. We can always, if you guys want to branch out, I know there's always great conversations on Twitter with you know the Dutch league and even just our Greek players in other leagues. So maybe that's something we're going to look into. Definitely be looking to, you know, guys like Chuck Curdy and Greek Invaders Footy, you know, who always keeps us in tune with some of those players. Um, so there's that to add. Obviously, to wrap up this episode, too, the only other thing I was going to add was I think Adi's announced they're in contract talks, I think, for a sponsor, a loan or something to renovate their stadium. As uh, if you guys didn't all know, most Greek teams are getting all their stadiums renovated. So for the, class, for the classes of the world and stuff, uh, it's great. Uh, while there's a lot of history and stuff there, it's just good to see that they are putting money into these teams. And, you know, hopefully that attracts more fans even from around the world. I mean, lots of memories and stuff everywhere. So they're the latest team to look into getting a renovation. Uh, but yeah, that kind of wraps it up. I mean, we'll touch base next episode. We're going to be recording again this weekend with Costa. He'll be joining us back after the cup final. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, Gav, I'm assuming you're going to pull for all the for your predictions. 
I mean, again, it's kind of hard to predict. I we know how Olympiacos are going to be. I think we've been very consistent this season, so I'm not at all worried about our end. But the intriguing thing is going to be what pop we're going to get. Obviously, we've been talking about how a lot of inner turmoil going on there. Um, they've had their moments this season. I mean, they beat Olympiacos a few weeks back, but then they've also gotten run off the pitch by us. It reminds me a lot of Dortmund's season this year, honestly. Yeah. Really inconsistent. They've hit a lot of lows, brought in a new coach. Dortmund just finished off. They might. They have an opportunity, I think, to end up second, possibly, or I don't know if that's out of the question now that Leipzig, but they ended up winning the German Cup, so Bach could really just end up with the same thing, finishing second, still in Europe, which was really in question at the beginning, the middle of the season. Walk away with some silverware, they can win the Greek Cup, and they're going to be grabbing a new coach, a lot of departures, a lot of incoming guys, so um, any Bach fans out there, I really do feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's incredibly hard to predict just because of that, because, you know, Pauk are a tough team to call. They so. are, but the one thing you guys have going for you guys is even if Pedro Martins, master technician, sees that there, you guys are falling back, he adjusts the game, whether that's formation, system, players. He knows just what the right thing to do is. So, yeah, I mean, I'm if, just hoping it's entertaining, honestly. And it should be. I mean, if our form right now, again, I thought we – attacking wise against Panathinaikos were just absolutely lethal so yeah hopefully we continue to see more of that and then from a competitive standpoint obviously we hope that Pauk put up a good fight too I mean competitive either way I hope it's a good game uh I saw there was talk of there being some fans there I haven't heard anything since so I'm assuming there's not going to be uh that's so. true there there might be but uh I guess that's still kind of which is crazy because the game there. is the game is this weekend and we're not even sure. Um, I'd love to see fans. Obviously, I think we're getting to the point where they should be getting introduced, but we'll see. Even if uh, it's at a capacity or. A, a yeah, I mean, I think they were talking about like five thousand of each or something. You know, again in Owaka, I feel like you should be able to space people out, but we'll see. That'd be great to see some fans, but uh, not holding our breath, but. Yeah, like you said, hoping for just a good game. Yeah, we'll send out a poll on the page and give what each one of us thinks as more information comes out throughout the week, depending on, you know, lineups and whatnot. Uh, that could really obviously change our thoughts. But other than that, I don't have anything else, Gab, to pull this out. Do you have anything else to add? I'm good. All cool. right. Well, let's wrap it up. It's been a little longer than we thought, but lots of content to cover. We haven't been on in a couple of weeks, so we do apologize. As summer goes, we'll be trying to get out weekly episodes. Just depends on you know what you guys want us to cover. So again, as always, send us your suggestions. Follow us on Twitter at Big Three Pod Gr. Uh, we're kind of revamping the YouTube, so we haven't been posting the videos there. Uh, I think we've got some stuff in the works for summer so we'll probably revamp that up uh questions comments anything send them our way uh, other than that um good to go guys good yeah good thank you guys for cool. listening thanks guys bye